0: Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host David Schwan, and today's guest is Anna REI Mom Kelly, uh, who is a huge inspiration on me. Anna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, David. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, so 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 happy to have you. Um, the uh, Anna is one of my uh, w- w- one of my heroes, one of my inspirations. Uh, she has been able to. Uh, she she is uh she she's in a place where I strive to be so uh I just wanted to make sure that Anna was on the show and that she can share her inspiration and what real estate has been able to with a lot of hard work and a lot of time invested what it mm-hmm. has been able to provide for Anna. Uh Anna give us a little bit of your background.
1: Sure, so I'll try to give you like the short and sweet version, (laughs) although I'm a woman and I'm a little long-winded, so I'll try. (laughs) Uh, Go for it. (laughs) Basically, I I started out with my first thoughts of real estate investing about 20 years ago. I was in private banking for um, a large bank, Bank of America, and I had a lot of wealthy clients and noticed that a bunch of them had real estate. And in fact, when we try to tell them about, you know, mutual funds and stocks and bonds and annuities, they kind of laughed at the rates that we said we could get, even though back then they were really good because they made more money in real estate. So I always thought one day when I get money, maybe I'll buy real estate, but I just never really thought of it, you know, until a few years later that I could actually do it. So um, in 2003, I had my first child. And on maternity leave, I was watching lots of HGTV and houses that flipped this house shows and, you know, promises of making millions and, you know, a couple flips a year. And I thought I'd be home with my baby in no time. And so we flipped a house and made every mistake that you can because we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. And during that time, um, you know, we held the house for a year, lost about $10,000 and thought, yeah, maybe this isn't so good, you know, <laughs> so
0: that, that, that shaky start,
1: <laughs> that shaky start. Yeah. So, so I just kind of, you know, we did the flip, um, and, and lost a little money and I kind of put it on the back burner and thought, okay, well, we're just going to have to figure something else out. So 12 years ago, we sold our house in Houston, Texas, and moved to a little bitty town right outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania to start my husband's chiropractic business. And when we were looking for places for, to lease for his business, we noticed that there wasn't much for lease that wasn't really expensive, but there, there were a few buildings for sale on the main street in the small town, and these buildings had apartments on top. And so it was very common to have a business on the bottom level, you know, a couple of tenants on top. And I thought, you know, that might not be a bad idea to have a couple of tenants to help pay the mortgage. And your your space for leasing would be a lot less expensive um, by buying it. So, we took the leap to buy a building to start his practice and inherited tenants. And that's the first time 12 years ago that I really thought about having rental property. Um, And we did it just to kind of be safe because we knew moving here, selling everything, starting a new business with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, literally to get started, it wasn't real smart to. Um, you know, get into a big lease or to buy another house, and so yeah. right around that time, we also bought a four-unit. We house hacked, really moved down in lifestyle, and so, 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 uh, so
0: you 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 actually were house hacking and commercial property hacking uh, for, for, for lack of better description so you were you were house hacking and business hacking at the same same time so that's
1: absolutely awesome, awesome. <laughs> so I I did that really just to be safe and protective in case I lost my job because my company at the time AIG had no work from home employees at that time and I asked them to please let me try working from home and it was like eh, we don't think it's gonna work but we'll give you three months so I thought okay let's while I've got a job, let's see if we can get some financing for a couple of things. And at least our main living expenses would be covered um, by not having a mortgage. And so I'm thankful that I did it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You wanted to make sure that at least you, uh, at least you could make sure that the kids had peanut butter and jelly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's about how it was back then, David. So, you know, 12 years ago, we started literally with, with my husband's building that we bought and is business startup loans, equipment loans. Uh, we started with almost three quarters of a million dollars in debt and not a penny to our name other than what we put down on a property. So I went from basically there and over the last 12 years of, of lots of struggle and lots of ups and downs and lots of exploring with different types of properties. You know, We did a couple flips. We did um, a couple single families. We did a whole bunch of small four-unit properties, which is how I really Uh, Started to start really scaling the the passive income, and in a in a 12 year period, um, you know, doing dabbling. Then over the last five years, got really really serious about buying enough property to replace my income and retire. And last May, I was able to retire from my full time job replacing my six-figure income with with rental real estate here in the Hershey area so I'm, I'm just so thankful and blessed that it's all worked out but it's it's been a, a long process and a hard process but all worth it
0: yeah well thank you a for sharing your story and b for being an inspiration to all of my listeners it's amazing the the it, it's you know everybody says look just Keep your head down. Keep doing it. You know, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of sweat. It's a lot of effort. And it's just amazing to, uh, you know, over the the, the last uh, nine months, I've been able to witness most of your, or, you know, witness a lot of your journey and hear, hear, you know, even bits and pieces of your backstory. But it's the, uh, you know, it's that commitment to this is my process. I know where I'm going. I know this. You, you know, it's like, look, this is. Uh, you know, this, these 70 and 80 hour work weeks and Mm -hmm. all this, you know, these late nights and these tenant calls and, you know, it's getting on that other side and being able to, uh, you, you know, being able to just persevere persevere and push through. And, and the fact that you've done it in so many different avenues of real estate and you, you know, it's like, you know, like you said, you've done flipping and you've done short-term rentals and you know, you have commercial and you have multi family, you've little multi family. Mm -hmm. I I know you have some bigger stuff that you're working on now. Um, How many units are you, are you up to now?
1: Well, I have ownership in 1295 doors, but about 800 of those are passive, where now that I've retired, I've been able to take control of my retirement funds and invest in other people's deals where I can't be active because of the IRS rules for retirement account. So when I, the only reason I throw out a big number is just to let people know that when I say I believe in multifamily real estate, I really do. I put my money where my mouth is. So in addition to just loving it for my own active investments and and now as you mentioned I'm I'm doing larger multifamily deals I've, I've done a couple larger ones as JVs and I'm working on a syndication now and about to start working on a second one um, I also believe in in real estate for retirement funds and so I've gotten completely out of the market and now I'm investing with other operators in strong areas with strong deals and and just believe so much in in the power of real estate for wealth creation and wealth preservation so Um, with that said, I'm active in about 425 doors right now, um, and, and hope to continue to scale that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That is, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and most of that 400 units, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of that is in a smaller market. You know, it, most of that is in, in your, your Hershey area, um,
1: Sure. So, so the first, I, I basically have 70 units that are in my own portfolio that we own and, and that we aren't um, JVing or syndicating. And those particular properties, even though they're very small because we own 100% of them and they're here in a small rural area, they're really what allowed me to, um, to retire. They're really what gave me that six-figure passive income. You know, It was very active, as you mentioned, blood, sweat, and tears. I like to say uh, passive income is really built on the blood, sweat, and tears of active income. There's Uh very little that's truly passive unless it's all in your retirement account. Um, So those 70, even though it's a small number of doors and someone might not bat their eye at, oh wow, she's got 70 units, those 70 units have been much more lucrative to me than the other units that I've JV'd on or that I've syndicated. So you know, it's really important not to get hung up on a number of doors or the the one type of asset, but to get hung up on how can I create the best, fastest amount of cash flow that's going to last. And sometimes you do that through a variety of different types of properties.
0: Definitely, definitely. And that that was the the, the point that I wanted to try and get out there was the fact that you know. Um, you don't have to be in the hottest of markets. You just have to be in and understand because you're local, you understood your local market very well. So you know exactly what product you have. You know, when, when you're investing, you can invest in smaller markets and it can still be very, very lucrative. You just have to be You just have to know those markets very, very well. You have to understand them very well, which obviously, you know, you've lived there, you've been there, you you understand those markets. Um, Right. You know, so I just wanted to throw out there, make sure everybody knows that, you know, if... You know, they, you don't have to be in, you know, these top 10 roaring hot markets. You know, if you live in a smaller town, if you have a smaller market that you understand very well, those are still good markets, too. You just have to understand those markets.
1: Right. And you can actually make a lot more money on the smaller multifamily properties in some instances, because there's just not as much competition, especially in a smaller area. So when you're chasing deals, and listen, I'm from Texas, I believe in the Texas, you know, Tri-Cities, the main areas, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, they're they're primed for growth, there's business growth, there's economic diversity, there's lots of people moving in. But I tell you, I've been looking for deals there for a year, and I have found one that penciled, and I got outbid. And so, you know, when you're in huge markets where everybody's, you know, flocking, including the, the major players and the hedge funds and the REITs, it's very difficult to, um, to find those deals and to get those deals. So if you're only sitting back waiting for those deals, you might be waiting a long time. So I kind of like to have a two-pronged approach for myself personally. It's with my time and with my money that I know I can find deals in my local area I'm going to be looking at those at the same time that I'm looking for bigger deals with partners in other areas or figuring out how I can be a a great partner on a syndication with other people. And so, you know, I'm a cash flow investor. So wherever I can find cash flow at a really good deal in a stable market in a stable area with strong school districts, which is one of my key points, I'm going to go after those deals and not care that, oh, this is a four unit or that's a hundred unit. It really doesn't matter how many units it is. It matters how much cash is this going to bring me toward my goal and how long can I depend on that You know, cash being reliable. So I love the bigger markets, but most of my deals in other big markets have been those that I'm completely passive in that now I've got the money that I can invest in those and let other people do the work while I focus on going after the deals that are, are local to me.
0: That is uh, that 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 is such a great philosophy. I love the way that you you have you you know you you have diversified you know in, in many different markets and, and and you know you've you 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 understand and you've educated yourself on all these different parts and pieces so that way you have the flexibility to move and see you know see opportunities in different markets and different places and be able to. You, you know, be able to play the game of, okay, um, yeah, there's not a hundred unit that's, uh, you know, that that's doing anything, but I have this money and, you know, okay, it's a fourplex. Okay. It's a fourplex that spits off cash. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's nothing wrong with a fourplex, you know? Right. <laughs> so, uh,
1: and the other thing that's great about the fourplexes and the smaller ones, especially if they're local to you, you know, I wouldn't buy small properties that aren't close to me, I only go with big properties from afar where there's professional property managers and on site PM. But for the local stuff in my market, David, the thing I love about them is I have complete control of them. I can be there within half an hour if I really need to see something, but I have control of when I sell too. So, you know, in order for me to be able to safely retire from a six figure job where where my job was really our primary source of income um, for our family. I had to know that I could rely on this cash flow for 20 years. And if I can't control when I exit that property, I can't have that part of my exit plan for true retirement. You know, retirement meaning financial freedom that I can do whatever I want with my, with my day now. And so these small four-unit properties... I can depend on them for 20 years because I'm in complete control. I'm the only one that owns them. The bigger ones I love, and I love the chunks of cash, and I love being an asset manager and and executing a business plan and working with other people and investors. But the reality is those properties are typically going to be three to five-year holds because investors want their money back out. And so I don't have complete control that I know I can bank on that in for 15, 20, 30 years with the bigger ones. And so it's just another reason for me to diversify and to have things that I can completely control to meet my day-to-day financial needs. And then as I make extra cash flow and as I free up my time, like I did when I retirement, now I can spend time going after the bigger ones that'll pay more for generational wealth, my kid's college, vehicles that we need for my you know, kid that just turned 16, <laughs> uh, travel time and vacation. So you know, the small stuff is really what I've made my living on and what's going to sustain us and free me up to be able to now do those much bigger deals. And it's harder to do that when you start with multifamily for a while. It just takes a little bit longer. But but I love the big multifamily. Um, I just think that it's really smart to try to have some some diversity and buy some things that you're in complete control of and then buy some things that others are in control of.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it's spreading it around, and it and it's it's you know being able to you know real estate, you know it's it's you know in the beginning some people you know look in and are like, well, I can't, you know, what do I pick? What are where do I go? And you know, you've you, you've been able to build it where it's like, okay, I I like this class, and I like this class, and I like this class. So you've been able to diversify and spread it all out. Um, mm-hmm. I just love that philosophy. I love how, I, I love how you've, you've built what you have. Um, let's touch a little bit on REI like a girl. Um, just because I, I you know, I, I have a 14 year old daughter and I just, uh, you know, this is, this is a subject that after my own heart Um, you know, of course, because, you know, she's, she's not fully into it. She's still resisting me on real estate, but she, she's getting there. She's learned, uh, I'm getting through a little bit, a little, a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, just, just, uh, fill us in a little bit of what you have going on there and, you know, some of the, uh, you know, some of the, the goals that you're striving for and trying to accomplish with that.
1: Sure. So I grew up, Dave, um, very, very poor. My mom was a single mom. Six children. I'm the oldest, and she worked two jobs. I grew up in a Section Eight housing complex, and really had nobody that I really knew other than my friends. You know, wealthy parents that knew anything about money, that knew how to get out of the hole that they were in, and that could show me um, that that there was better out there, and that I could do better. But I did see that you know there were people that made more money, that had nice housing, that, you know, because they, they, in my perception as a young girl, because they were educated and they had good jobs and they had stable families, they had a happy life and they seemed to have, every, you know, all, everything that they needed and they weren't struggling to survive like we were. And so I was very, very driven as a young girl that I was going to be the best at everything I did I was going to be the best musician. I was going to be the best in school. I was going to get the best grades and I was going to make the most money and I was never going to depend on anybody else to take care of me. And not that that's really necessarily the right mindset. I'm, I'm very happily married. I've been married for almost 20 years and we definitely depend on each other. But as a young child who had been a product of divorce and multiple marriages with my, my mom um, and seeing how she was really trapped um, because of, of choices in, in men and things that happened in life that she couldn't control, I knew I had to be independent and I had to be able to figure out how to take care of myself no matter what. So that if something unforeseen happened to a spouse, um, whether they left or whether they died or anything, that I knew that I would be okay and that my kids would be okay financially and that they would never have to spend nights in shelters and things like that, that we quite frankly had to do. And so Coming from that background, to from from there to where I am today, it gave me the drive and the determination to learn how to take control of my finances and to learn how to um, make sure that I was okay financially. So the goal wasn't wealth; the goal was stability. And so I've just always had a heart to help other young girls, especially those that um, maybe. D- you know, or in that type of lifestyle. You know, I've done a lot of inner city youth ministry with in, in Houston um, called Hope for Youth, where we mentored kids and we taught them about um, school and about getting their degree and about being able to take care of themselves and get out of that cycle, um, the the cycle of poverty and the things that come along with that. And so, I just have this this true heart and passion to help other women and and young girls to realize that they can take care they can take control of their financial futures and just make better financial decisions that set them up for um, a life that's that's more protected financially. Granted, there's ups and downs and there's so many things that you can't control. And I've lived through trying to control it and not being able to control it. But just being able to educate young girls and women on understanding finances and being able to make wise financial decisions that really change the trajectory of their financial family tree, if you will.
0: Definitely, because it it doesn't, you know, it's not, especially when you're young, it's like, look, it's not, you know, it's. Yeah you 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 have a long path and there's a lot of things that you can change but especially when you're young just little small habits that just move the needle just a little bit and especially like you said the younger they are the 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 sooner that they get those little nuggets and you know, and and it takes time for them to learn all the nuggets and put everything into practice and parts and pieces and moving. But, you know, just getting somebody to start moving that needle just a little bit, the younger they are to move that needle in the right direction, to be able to kind of have that understanding and control. And like you said, and self-reliance, you know, know, it, it doesn't mean that we don't need others and that we can't have others, but it's nice to know that you are strong enough that you don't, have to have those people. It's nice to have them and it's nice to have that help and have them bring you along. But it's also extremely important to know that, look, you know, whatever life throws at me, I Mm -hmm. can, I'm strong enough, you know, that I'm strong enough that I can handle this and I can move on through it. But also given that education piece of just being able to move the needle to just to just a little bit at a time and the more you move that needle the the, the, the better that somebody is that you know the, those early those early changes compound so quickly.
1: Absolutely. And you know the reality is that that schools still today do a really poor job of getting us ready for the, the financial truths of this world. Definitely. And so, you know, not only do, I mean, I went all the way through high school, honors classes, AP classes, graduated with honors with a business management degree and a minor in accounting. And I never took a personal finance, personal budgeting course ever. So, you know, you go to get your degree and you learn how to handle books of big companies, but you you don't know how to handle finances. You don't know what your options are other than maybe, hey, you should start investing in a retirement account. Well, when you're 17 or 18, you don't care about when you're 65 or 67 or 68. So, you know, you don't really kind of listen. So I feel like just being able to help others, even if you're not super young, but just help each others to figure out that there's more to it than just go to work, you know, go to college, get a degree, get a job, and one day when you're 65, then you can retire and maybe have a good, you know, financial freedom in your retirement. There's very few people talking about other things that you can do like investing in real estate to give you the freedom much, much earlier to have financial freedom, you know, when you're 45 instead of when you're 65. And so REI Like a Girl is really about teaching people from every stage of life, not only basic budgeting and, and good money management principles, but what's really available through real estate, which is truly um, the best wealth creator and wealth preserver of any other type investment I've ever seen. And I've been in the investment world for 25 years. So just wanting to give back to other girls and, and women and just empower them to take control of their financial uh, future and to create wealth specifically through real estate.
0: Well, just just from from a, a, a parent of a, a of a young girl, um, I just uh, thank you for for being out there and, you know, being able to, uh, you know, just, just being able to build this, you know, to be a role model and to help build a community around it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, I personally, I feel that the female representation in real estate is too small personally, and I love mm-hmm. the work that you're doing and, you know, the, the, the masterminds and the groups that you're part of and, and working to build that education factor and to help, you know, help raise everybody up. Um, you know, I'm truly, truly, uh, blessed to be able to, to, to witness and watch, uh, watch what you're doing. So, um, thank you
1: so much, David. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're, 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 you're more than welcome. Um, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely appreciate everything that you do, and the fact that you you're so open and so sharing about it that you know you you let everybody know the story, and you have that heart of an educator to mm-hmm. share and let people know. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there just to just to encourage you to keep doing it because it does not fall on on deaf ears. It does, uh, it is being consumed and is definitely being enjoyed. Of uh, you know. Of me watching your journey and and watching where you're uh, where you're headed. So, um, thank you. Just just thank you so much for sharing and thank you for all that you do for the real estate investing community in general. Um, mm. Just it it is appreciated. Um, thank you. Gonna get, get ready to wrap this up. Uh, definitely, we'll have to have you on on again because I know there's so much more that you can share. Um, but. If somebody wants to get a hold of you what's a, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you
1: Sure. So I have a Facebook group called Creating Wealth That Lasts with Anna REI Mom. And that's probably one of the best ways to get a hold of me because unfortunately my Facebook uh, page keeps getting filled at my $5,000 limit. So 5,000 people limit. So I have to keep moving people, which I don't like. So my Facebook group, I think, can be unlimited. So that's a good place to connect with me. Um, you can also send me a messenger on Facebook. And my email is info at com. And I have a website called www.reimom.com where you can learn more about um, coaching, speaking, mentorship, and and different investment opportunities.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Anna, uh, I encourage my listeners, check out, you know, ch- check out the website, check out what Anna's doing, follow her. If you are wanting to do anything in the real estate investing space, Anna needs to be somebody that you are following because, She's going places, and you know, uh, yeah. If if you want somebody to follow, uh, she is definitely somebody to to follow to watch. Um, She's definitely a great role model. Um, So, thank you again for being on the show. I I'm super super psyched. This is this is going to be an amazing. This is an amazing episode. Thank you so much for being on, and I just hope that you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. It's my pleasure. And I'd love to come back anytime and and talk more multifamily and creating wealth. Uh,
0: I will definitely, uh, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely make sure that you are back on for sure. Thanks.